Blog Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Welcome to Wine Talk for tonight, Wednesday, May 2nd, 2012. It's 11 p.m. Eastern, and I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from beautiful Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. As you know, I will take your calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860, or email me your questions to info at stewthewineguru.com. You can also go into my chat room here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts or tweet me any questions you like to at Stu the Wine Guru on Twitter and I will read them live on the show. I want to say thanks to all listeners listening globally. Thanks for getting the word out about the show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that the power of the people meets the power of the Internet. Now, if you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find the websites, videos, magazines, and TV shows I am currently a part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo, Examiner.com, Simply the Best Magazine, and I'm now the contributing wine expert for Mode Lifestyles Magazine. I'm also, I also will be hosting a TV show called Mode TV. So look for my first Mode Magazine article in the May-June issue coming out next week. Check out my next article in Simply the Best Magazine, the July-August issue, which is a lifestyle magazine as well, available on newsstands, Barnes & Noble, and fine bookstores. All my wine articles are now available on any smartphone. Just download the Hello Vino app, and you can take my wine reviews and articles with you anywhere you go. Of course, the number to call in is one 6463814860 or if you're shy and you prefer the computer, email me your questions to info at stewthewineguru.com. Of course, Tweet me your questions to at Stu the Wine Guru on Twitter, and I will read them live here on the show. Um, I see a lot of people in the chat room. Excellent. As I mentioned, if you're in the chat room, all you have to do is just give me a question you'd like me to ask of my guest tonight, and I'll be happy to do so and see if we can get uh, those questions answered. Uh, just to let everyone new to the show know how it goes, we have... Uh, people that call into the show, people that tweet questions, uh, email questions, and uh, I use my own questions as well for my guests, so uh, we take the time and do that. Tonight is part of my Music Meets Wine series. Uh, Previously, if you've listened to some of the other shows, I've had on luminaries of the music industry who are part of the wine industry as well, either by having their own wine line or wine enthusiasts well-known. I've had artists like Jose Feliciano. I've had on uh, Alan Parsons, just to name a few. So tonight, I am really excited. Uh, I get a chance to have on one of my favorite musicians. Uh, He is a music luminary. Um, He is probably well-known, most definitely for 
being a part, one part of the Eurythmics with Annie Lennox back in the 80s. Um, but he put it this way, folks, I would need at least four or five shows just to be able to cover this man's career, both in music, in film. Um, uh, he's written a lot. So I think we're going to try to touch upon a bunch of things, of course. I'm trying to try to talk a little bit about his music career, of course. But I'm also going to discuss uh, his new wine venture, which is with Molly Duker out of Australia, who make, for me, some of the best Australian wine you can find. It's They are incredible winemakers. Uh, they have um, the Boxer just in one of them and uh, the Velvet Glove. But he has teamed up with Molly Duker to make a phenomenal wine called the Ringmaster General Shiraz, of which he's got his new album out called The Ringmaster General, and we should have on Dave shortly. So without further wait, let me just give you a little history. He's a multi-Grammy Award winner. He has written songs for and collaborated with some of the best names in the music business. Who, you ask? Well, try these names on for size. Bono, Stevie Nicks, Mick Jagger, Annie Lennox, Joss Stone, Ringo Starr, Paul McCartney, John Bon Jovi, you know, the list I could go on forever. Way too long. Now he's collaborated with one of the best names in the wine industry, Molly Duca Wines, to create a new high-end Shiraz called the Ringmaster uh, General. He is the one and only Dave Stewart, and let me bring Dave on with us. Hello. Hi. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm even better now that I have you on my show. (laughs) Thanks. See how that works? Pretty incredible. Pretty good. Well, first and foremost, uh, I want to thank you and welcome you to my show. Um, and for you to take time out of your incredibly busy schedule, um, I, I'm honored. So I want to just thank you first and foremost. Well, anything for a wine guru. <laughs> I've met a few gurus, but first time I met a wine guru. All right. Well, here's the first. Uh, this is the first time I've met somebody of your caliber in the music business. So um, uh, I think this will be a very interesting uh, repartee between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you first, how, how are things going with the Sugarland tour? I just uh, came back after playing three dates in a row, played in uh, Virginia Beach, Charlotte, and Raleigh. <laughs> and I just uh, been in the studio today, actually editing a live version of Here Comes the Rain Again that I did with Martina McBride. But with Sugarland, it was great as well as playing. Before them, uh, they asked me to play with them, and we did um, a Eurythmic song, Would I Lie to You, and Jennifer Nettles belted it out like amazing. That's 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 incredible. I have to tell you, um, you know, there was someone that used to carry that moniker of the hardest working man in music. I think you've taken that over. <laughs> uh, yes, that. I, I think uh, I can't keep up with myself at the moment, but <laughs> it's a good uh, it's a good place to be. You know, it's. Um, I have a very sort of uh, free-flowing, creative, sort of open mind. And so I like seeing all the ideas and possibilities flowing in. And I don't like to put a halt to things, uh, you know, immediately. I would like to let things flow around and then eventually certain things become kind of sticky and you go, yeah, I want to do that, I want to... And that was one of the great things about... You know, my my whole sort of um, attitude to life is a bit like The Road Less Traveled. you know that book? Sure, absolutely, I do. 
And so there I was in the, the Bahamas with my wife in a great little boutique hotel called The Landing on Harbour Island. And the owner there, Toby, uh, and his wife, Tracy, they were obsessed with wine. And when we checked in, we hadn't met them before, but the first night said, oh, my God, we know this amazing winemakers in Australia. They're called Molly Duca. And I said, oh, great, let's have some of that. And he got out a couple of things, got out the boxer, and then, and we went through about three different Molly Duca wines. And we were going, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, and I had a Shiraz called the Carnival of Love. Wonderful. And um, we drank that and sort of staggered back to our room. <laughs> and uh, I sort of made a mental note. And then I went on tour in Australia with Stevie Nicks, and I contacted um, Sarah and Sparky and Janet and um, invited them to a show in Adelaide, because yeah. the wine okay. was new. And um, I said to them, listen, you know, we had this knockout wine of yours in the most unlikely place in the Bahamas, and um, I'd really love to do... Um, a wine with you, and hence the Ringmaster General, which actually just uh, a whole box of boxes, because it comes with a box with a DVD of the film of me making two albums and the film of them making their wine. It arrived in my office yesterday, and I'm trying to fight people off. <laughs> well, I may say it is a great marketing concept. I like that idea. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it, it really keeps up with the way social media works, uh, the way people appreciate both uh, the visual medium, which mm -hmm. you're, you're uh, a main part of, mm -hmm. and wine. And I think they go together. Music and wine go together uh, like peanut butter and jelly to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. sometimes a little too much, I think. <laughs> so, you know, we have a rule in the studio because I tell you what doesn't go together very well is yeah. late at night recording equipment with all those electronic buttons flashing and and alcohol, uh, you know, especially when you spill some on the mixing desk. In the oh, engineers I can just imagine. But Absolutely. you're right, you see, you see the way, <clears throat> I've written a book called The Business Playground, which came out two years ago, I think, or a year and a half ago. It's in about ten languages now. And it's about the way the world's changing, just like your radio show, you know. Yes. is part of the new order. And um, the new order in the way the connection of brands or the way that you connect with an audience um, is completely altered. And for me as a musician, I don't want to just sort of be attached to any old, you know, brand in order to try and sort of like, um, you know, prostitute my music or whatever. So when I sort of entered into the conversations with Sarah and uh, Molly, Duke, Molly Duca and... Um, Janet, you know, when they came to my studios and we all had wine tasting and we chatted and when I met them backstage at the Steamy Nicks concert, you know, business is about people, but once you have that connection and you know, okay, we're going to get on great, then you go into the other world, like the uh, the world of, you know, online or the sort of cyber world or whatever you want to call it. And again, I don't want to just put out any old thing. So <clears throat> I made a video one of the songs on the Ringmaster General album is called Girl in a Catsuit. And uh, it features Orianti on guitar, Michael Jackson's guitar. So we made a video. And the first time you see the Ringmaster General wine, you just see it a tiny little bit in that video. So it's like 
product placement of your own product placement. It's not like uh, you know driving along in a car and like suddenly drinking a Pepsi and then the next thing you're answering a Samsung phone or whatever. Right. It's something very close to my heart that I love, and right. and doing it in a very subtle way. And it's not like we are sort of like you know, hawking to get money to make the video. I made the video, paid for it myself. But I love this wine. I genuinely believe, you know, they're brilliant winemakers, as you do. I agree with you a thousand percent. So and let me just let you know. put heart and soul in it like I do to my music. Absolutely. So I was going to let you know. So here's how this kind of works, Dave. Um, we have people in the chat room who mm-hmm. can ask questions. We have, um, and by the way, I, I'm, I don't have assistants who have assistants. It's me. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I have I have people in the chat room. I have people who are tweeting questions. I have people who have emailed questions um, from all around the world, and I'm going to try to get to them as many as I can. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever listened to the show before uh, or in the future, you'll you'll kind of see how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I have my questions as well. So let me just grab um, a question from an uh, email question. It's from uh, Tim Pearson of Seven Springs Vineyard, who happens to have a vineyard himself mm-hmm. from Warwick in Warwick, England, and it says. Uh, I'll give you a question for Dave Stewart. If Annie Lennox was a wine, what would she be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I thought that was a good question, by the way. That's a brilliant question. Um, Thank you, Tim, by the way. Okay, go ahead. Well, Annie is very, very deep as a person. Okay. And she's very sort of um, emotional, and and she's got a lot of strength and a richness of abundance of talent and character. So it wouldn't be unlike this Shiraz that the Ringmaster General would be like a Valpicella, is it? The Italian. Sure, absolutely. Which actually I personally know she loved when she would drink it at my place in London. I think, yeah, that's right. And she's crazy okay. about Italy, so that would that fit, yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, so um, I, I'm just going to ask some of my questions as well. I'm going to sprinkle a few of them in there myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you work with virtually every well-known act in the music business. So, well, who uh, virtually, we have to make sure that I don't work virtually like they're not there. But no, I no, do. Because yeah. <laughs> that virtual world has become something else, right? Yes, absolutely. So you've worked with every well-known act in the music business. So who is on your wish list of acts? that you haven't worked with yet, but you well, definitely... Well, there's somebody who I have um, played with often in different situations, but I'd love to just get him and myself in the studio together and make an album as Stevie Wonder. Oh, yeah. He's because, you, know, you know, Stevie, first, I asked him if he would play harmonica solo on a song, you know, because myself and Annie Lennox were a duo called Eurythmics, or still are. Sure. And um, we had a single called There Must Be an Angel Playing With My Heart. And I was really surprised. He just responded straight away. He loved the melody. Yeah, he came in the studio and played it brilliantly. And then I played it. Then he came and gave Annie and myself. He flew in as a surprise to England and gave us our Lifetime Achievement Awards in Britain. And we right. played for 30 minutes together. And then I played with him. I helped... Uh, I was the sort of music producer with a stand-up to cancer telethon on American television, and Stevie came and played there, and we jammed a lot. But I really, you know, I'm obsessed with that album, Talking Book, you know? Yes. 
And, you know, I would love to get in the studio with him and get him playing the drums again, like he played on his records, and, and something very raw. Okay. So so uh, the next question I have is, since you are a multitasking machine, mm-hmm. what do you like to do com- to completely relax, Dave? Well, funnily enough, I have this strange um, sort of split personality that I, as soon as I go on holiday, which... My wife's quite amazed that I'm within an hour. I've got like my shorts on, I've got like <laughs> book out, and I'm on right. the beach, and I, I can just sink straight into it. But it has to be a certain kind of holiday, see, with right. a lack of lack of too much stimuli, which means Caribbean, right, or the Bahamas, or somewhere where you know, if I was in New York, obviously I'd be going bonkers, right? So. Sure. Every, every ten minutes, I've got like a song title because I can't help but do this thing that when I hear a conversation or somebody says this or somebody says that, I'm like, wow, you know, it leads me into another world. And what's great, also, if you go to a place as well like Thailand or India where you don't understand the, the signs, the, the signs right. written on the street or what people are saying. That's a good other way of chilling out because you just sure. your mind gives up, you know. Like, I don't understand yeah. anything. It's trying too hard to try to figure it out. You just go, okay, I give up. But I was yeah. going to say to you, it sounds to me like you work hard, but you also relax. Uh, and I, I, I hasten to use the word hard, but you know, you relax, you know, at the same at the same level. Well, you know, I have uh, four children, and uh, funny enough. All the amount of work that you see, if you go to my website, you know, yes. which is um, DaveStewart.com or MartiniMoment.com, leads the same place. Um, I sort of go to work about eleven thirty, twelve, and I go home about seven thirty-eight, and all of that stuff happens in that time. Um, Interesting. But it's, it's very focused and concentrated. Obviously, apart from when I'm away or on tour, or working or working on a musical, like I just launched. Ghost the Musical on Broadway about a week ago. I was about to ask you about that, that, and that brings me to a few questions here. So I do have a tweet mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Paul Downham, who is a ghost, music fan, ghost musical fan, is basically mm-hmm. his Twitter uh, name. And it says he's from Manchester, England. He tweets, will there be a U.S. cast recording, and will the Dutch version be entirely performed in Dutch? Yes, the Dutch version is going to be performed in Dutch, and uh, <clears throat> and the Korean version will be in Korean, I think. Okay. Um, but um, the cast recording, we are, we're actually, I just made a little video with Divine, who's our lead playing the Odame Whoopi Goldberg character. Yes. The Broadway, who just got nominated for a Tony Award. That's amazing, because it's her first kind of job straight from... Uh, you know, first major sort of job straight from college, um, and um, you know, so we we are intending to record uh, the new sort of arrangements because we changed it a bit from England to New York, and I know that a lot of the fans are like, "Whoa, we want to hear what the changes are," you know. So we'll do it. Work. Okay. Excellent. Um, I have some other emails here from around the world, so let's go to Tokyo. I've got Yoshi Shihan 24 of uh, Tokyo, Japan, and it asks, uh, let's see, he said, I think it's a he, uh, he, what has been the biggest challenge of your music career? 
Well, the biggest challenge has been um, the Internet, basically. Um, mm -hmm. I once called a meeting in um, the top floor of Deutsche Bank in New York, and I brought in Stevie Wonder and Dr. Dre's lawyer, Lou Reed was there, Bob Dylan's lawyer, Quincy Jones. I, I called a meeting. Okay. And this was about 12 years ago, and I said, listen, okay, the Internet's here. It's all over. The old model is out, and and basically there are no rules anymore. And and you know, and the guy who was like hosting it, the chairman actually, and on the board of Deutsche Bank, wrote this statement saying, in my book, the Business Playground, he wrote, uh, you know, um, Dave talked about you know the future of media and the internet, and as a banker, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. He said five years later we all found out. You know, so right. the biggest challenge has been the fact that people now can just go to YouTube or anywhere they want and click and listen and watch everything for free. Right. It's hard for people to comprehend, you know, but like it's like everybody's earnings in the music industry is down probably eighty five percent. But because people are perceived as famous or sick, there's a weird thing about fame, right, is immediately people think they're famous, they must be rich. So somebody right. writes, like American Idol or whatever, he's famous, he must be, must be rich. But it's you think of all the people in the industry who were doing pretty good, you know, in a great little band or a great little singer-songwriter who managed to sell, you know, a few thousand records or and be able to play... That's all gone, right? You know, so that the whole world went topsy turvy. It's like the end of the industrial revolution, and that's a huge thing. But it's funny if that happened to another industry. Well, it has happened, you know, to the car industry or whatever. It's front page of the New York Times or whatever. But this weird perception about artists and their lives has made it that this thing is it's gone kind of unnoticed unless you're interested in the music and the mu music industry. Sure. But it's sure, basically sure. the same as, like, you know, if you had a, a bread shop and you were selling bread and loaves of bread, and suddenly somebody opened the door and everybody could go in and take whatever they wanted. And for free, then there would be all sorts of, you know, uh, major sort of legal cases. And But it's the same thing, you know, but it costs money to make music and it, it costs money for a young band to try and sort of, like, get amplifiers and a van and equipment. Sure go in a recording studio and it's like for some reason it's it's a weird sort of headspace that yeah. everybody thinks okay this should all be for free now and the other side of me understands like okay um, it's been like water for a long time now any media TV music film it's coming from all sides but there's a whole load of people trying to make this stuff editors and you know cameramen and you know what I mean so yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Um, the next question for you is from Abba Wine of Tel Aviv, Israel. And it says, mm. I, I write songs, and I'm wondering, in your opinion, what are the key ingredients to a great song? Well, unfortunately, it's hard to beat um, John Lennon's quote, you know, just say what you mean and put a backbeat to it. But it's basically, whatever, whoever you're writing songs with, or whatever you're writing songs about, you have to sort of re-channel it and interpret it 
this is me personally speaking. Sure, absolutely. To a, to a personal situation. Mm-hmm. I can't just write like, oh, you know, there's a lonely guy over there and the world's upside down. I have to channel it back to a painful experience or a joyous experience or something and then regurgitate it. I, and that's the only thing that works for me. So right. you have to sort of dig deep inside your gut, you know. So do you have hobbies when you're not playing music out of curiosity? Do I have that's a just my question. Yeah, do you have hobbies? Um, well, um, my hobbies tend to be all sort of uh, creative, and so my <laughs> my hobbies are um, like kind of inventions, I suppose. Uh, mm-hmm. My physical hobbies are swimming. I love playing football with the kids, or any kind of uh, physical sport, like basketball in the back, you know, sure. of the house. Because, you see, I was going to be a sportsman before I was a musician, but uh, some I was playing soccer, what you call it in America. Sure. I was going to play for my hometown, you know, team in the boys, you know, Sunderland boys and all that stuff. But uh, I had my knee broken in a football match. And wow. Uh, I couldn't play for ages, and somebody, my brother brought me in a guitar, and that changed everything. But I am actually uh, sort of very sort of sporty kind of person. So anything to do with any sport I like, you know, tennis. Excellent. Anything. Excellent. Um, Rocco, let's see, Rocco Ferro of Quarto del Tino, Italy, mm-hmm. has a uh, email and says, what is your favorite wine to drink? I think it's going to be Shiraz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny enough, um, it is Shiraz. Well, I don't know whether it's just because... I also like wine that is quite strong. You right. know what I mean in alcohol content. Sure, sure. Um, but you know, I have <clears throat> over the years. I mean, I lived for. I had a, a apartment in Paris, and a quite a large estate in the south of France, and just below Fréjus, overlooking the Bay of Cannes. So when I was living there, I used to like at six o'clock as the sun was going down, and I was looking at the sea in the distance with an acoustic guitar, I used to like to drink a rosé, Domaine Ott, you know? I do know it very well. It's Which a great rosé. Yeah, not a really expensive wine, not too expensive, but it just fit perfectly with the the whole situation, you know? Like sure. A lot of things, it's to do with the content in context. If you go to Greece and you have a holiday and it's great and you're drinking Retsina wine, Sure. And eat, eating olives and feta cheese and tomatoes and olive oil and it's great. And then you bring a bottle of Red Cena home to your friends in London or New York and you go, oh my God, this tastes so weird. Right, it's not <laughs> it, the same. It doesn't <laughs> at the time, you know. Right. So, um, and then I used to drink um, some, you know, I was quite inter- interested when I was living in Paris in all the different Chateauneuf to Paps mm. and the Telegraph. I Telegraph's saw. great. I used to order, and I used to, I had this, well, I'm going to have to write a sort of autobiography one day, but I had an apartment in Paris, very near Montparnasse, and I, I would walk to this restaurant called La Coupole, where the okay. actual uh, painters um, of a certain period would paint on the walls for food, and then it was like, painters like Chagall and all this, and they didn't know how to redecorate the place, because it was like, the walls had all this stuff on it. 
Right. It was amazing. <clears throat> um, you know, it was where, in um, you know, certain periods of time, like 1920s, uh, there was uh, a lot of women would go there and elder women and meet younger boys. You know, there was this kind sure. of known fact that you know this is the place. Right. And, but it's full of filmmakers, and, that, and they would know me. So as I walked towards the place, if they saw me in the window, it was a huge place, they would have um, a dry vodka martini on the bar as I walked up. Right. As I sat down with friends or whatever, they eat a meal, even though there was certain, like, coat the bones or whatever, that they knew I liked. And, um, and I was very sort of like... Uh, I've been blessed, really, to be in a situation where I've been around amazing uh, periods of time in in situations where the context I'm drinking the wine is, which is a very important thing. You know, it's like, you know, if you understand the ritual that goes into a Japanese tea ceremony, right. or the ritual in an uncorking a wine, I mean... Sarah and Sparky with their wine have created this great ritual, but it's a real thing because you shake it, right? There's right, exactly. Wine, right, and people go, what, shaking wine? But that's because, you know, they want to have the tannins low and they put... they uh, It's nitrogen, isn't it, that they... Uh, Correct. ...in the wine, and they, yes. once you shake it, it unleashes uh, the bubbles and the taste, it, you know, gets richer. All these rituals can be perceived in one way as just, well, what's the point? Let's just drink plonk, you know? And the other way is, no, it's what life's about. Right. It's Absolutely. understanding the moment you're in and putting your life in context and where you are and why this is happening and um, and really appreciating the life and the world and the situation you're in and that you are looking at the sea in the south of France, or you are in a huge restaurant in Paris that the walls are covered by paintings by Impressionists. So, you know, and a lot of people wander through life not seeing that, you know. It's true, you know, and, and wine has everything to do with the moment and the mm-hmm. person you're with and the place that you're in and the food that you're eating, uh, the mood that you're in, all of that. Well, let's uh, say, so, you know... Not just wine, but everything has to do with the moment that you're in and the person you're with. Yes. And Music and as well. Not, and it's not, it's not, you know, people's fault. It's like we have been forced to speed up. There's a doc- great documentary about time. And they studied the street in Paris over 10 years. And, and they watched the people on the street speed up over 10 years because, you know, thousands of years ago, or not thousands, but a thousand years ago, forever, you know, there wasn't really, time was just an unusual thing, like somebody would meet you, I'll meet you, you know, it could be in three days, five days, then it became the local village, kind of like sundial, and then it became a clock tower, and then it became a watch, and then it became a phone, and everybody's obsessed with time, but I always look at time as like, time is that artificial division in eternity, so, interesting, once you think that, you're immediately, well, the only moment there is is now. Exactly. And I agree with you. How better to celebrate now than when the 
a glass of wine and somebody you love, you know. And being and being completely in the moment of, the of moment, what yeah. you do. I agree a thousand percent, Dave. You know, I, I you know, I've said that a million times when I've done wine tastings. I said, you know, listen, here we are right now. I said, if you were on a deserted island with uh, only, you know, a few other people, and they didn't speak the same language, but you all had a bottle of wine, you actually could communicate. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And so it's a, it's a brilliant thing. And the other aspect of it is wine is alive. It's the only beverage that's actually living. You know, you, you open up the cork and you pour it into a glass and you, you know, and it tastes one way. And you wait 10 minutes and it tastes completely different. And you wait a day and it tastes completely different. And, you, you know, you pair it up with a food or cheese or whatever. And, you know, so, you know, Coca-Cola doesn't do that or, you know, water doesn't do that. All, many, many other beverages don't. Um, but what I wanted to get at was, so that leads me to my last question because we actually o- almost ran out of time here. I-, I could I could do five shows with you, and I, mm-hmm. I hope I get the opportunity to do so because I really yeah. enjoy it, and, and my listeners are really enjoying this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is this. I ask, This is the only question I ask all of my guests. Every other question is unique. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could share a glass of your wine mm-hmm. with anyone alive or passed on, in in history, doesn't matter when when it was, who would it be, and why? Bob Dylan. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I have shared many drinks with Bob Dylan over the okay. years, but I still find his take on everything so um, it's so sort of inspiring, and he's so astute, and he's so not. Uh, the persona that a lot of people imagine. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I I tell you, I would imagine... He's alive, he, and that's great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that part's good, too. Still a lot of, around to make great music as well uh, as you are. Well, I have to tell you, um, this was... It exceeded my expectations in every, fa- in every facet. You are a really fascinating gentleman to talk to. I kind of figured you would be, and um, but but nowhere near what I what I expected. I really appreciate it um, you coming on. And I had a quick question: Will you be at all in the in the South Florida area with with any of the bands that you're that you're with currently? Well, or what you... do you define as the South Quarter area? No, South Florida. South Florida. Oh, South Florida. Is it the yeah. South Quarter? In my <laughs> mind, I was trying to divide up America. I'm like South Quarter. <laughs> South Florida. Uh, Funny, like where Tom Petty's from, like Tampa and all these places. Like, right, well, even even further south, like Miami-ish or Fort Lauderdale. Miami or Fort Lauderdale. Well, I'd love to be. Um, you know, I just want to play live in America. I sure. don't play live hardly at all till just like a week ago with the Chagrin dates. But my yeah. thing now is I want to tour like a troubadour and play across America and tell all these stories in song. And so that's what I'm working on right now. Okay. I have to tell you, Karma, what an incredible song. Oh, thank you so much. What yeah, an amazing, a... amazing song. I watched you you and, and Josh do it on, on, on video on, oh, yeah. from your website. What an amazing, amazing song. If that is not a hit, uh, I, then there's something wrong with the music industry. Cause that's well, just... you know, the thing is, it's so sort of disparate and segregated and nobody knows what a hit is because... Is it a hit on YouTube? Is it a hit on the radio? Is it a hit on like internet radio? So the thing is, I think as artists, we have to plow on, just uh, believing in what we're singing or saying, 
and we have to dig in to our roots and hang on, you know what I mean? Absolutely. We're going through a storm, we have to sort of put our life belts on. You got to be true to yourself, and you and you are. I mean, you know, just you put it out there in the music, and it just and, and what a wordsmith. I mean, you just really are a really incredible. I, I guess that's why one you've had what an amazing career, the longevity that you've had, and as well the people that you work with, because I can see the mutual respect that that goes back and forth um, for your your talent and the people that you're working with as well. Well, it's it's kind of easy if you love something. If you love what you do, you know, whether you're a pastry chef or you love fixing car engines and people know you do, they bring their cars to you, right? Absolutely. Same it's so with true. you and, you know, the radio show. I tell you, since I've been in the music, in the wine business, I have never worked a day in my life. I absolutely enjoy it. It's, it's where I belong. And and, um, and I, lo- I love, I tell you this, if if you are ever within the vicinity <laughs> Of where I am, I would love to sit down with you and 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 drink some of the Ringmaster General, or drink a nice just glass of wine with you and just hang out and talk because I could continue to do this. <laughs> I could go on. I mean, it's just just amazing. I have there's so many things I would love to ask. There's a million questions that have been that, that have been emailed to me and all that. So, um, thank you very very much for uh, taking the time with me. You're you're an amazing talent. Um, and um, I hope I get a chance if, when you do, if you do make it down to uh, South Florida in Miami or Fort Lauderdale, that area, when you do tour with Super Heavy or whoever you do, um, I would love to see you. So, uh, you know, and uh, right. I thank you for everything. Thank you. So, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, to all the people who emailed or texted or tweeted, um, I really appreciate what he's interest and if you want to send me some of them i'll answer them personally okay Steve? You, you got it you got it and i and i just want to say again www.davestewart.com so people can at least you know check out everything and uh you know listen to some music and and check out some videos and of course you can go to there and molly duker wine for uh ringmaster general so they can check that out and and pick up some and it's now available i think it is is it, it has it been yeah, launched it's available since may the first yeah Absolutely incredible. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself, and um, thanks for everything. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Steve. Take care. Be well. Cheers. And you. Bye. Cheers. Bye. That was the incredible Dave Stewart. Um, I want to thank him for being on. I want to also thank everybody uh, that had emailed their questions who had joined me in the uh, chat room, uh, who listened in, who tweeted their questions as well. Um, Thanks for the great feedback from Twitter, Facebook, social media. Um, You can go to his website, as I mentioned, www.davestewart.com. Check out his wine, check out his uh, tour, check out the music, check out his videos. Go buy his books. I mean, the man is a, a multiple, multiple threat when it comes down to media. And um, it's nonstop foodie show. It launched back in May, and my Your Wine List segments uh, air five days a week um, on advanced cable down here in Miami, Channel 133, and Comcast Channel 216. Very proud of this project and being on an NBC show. Um, you can also watch it 
in New York, a New York nonstop, LA nonstop, Philly nonstop, any of the nonstop channels that are available in your area. Check your local listings. Uh, keep reading Simply the Best magazine on newsstands all over Florida for more of my wine articles and reviews. As I mentioned, I'll be uh, doing a wine article for the July issue. Uh, look for my featured wine articles in Mode Lifestyles magazine worldwide. Watch me on Mode TV, coming to Fox Business News channel and Ion TV. I have also done interviews for Rye TV in Italy, uh, the Midlife Road Trip Show, and Key West Kitchen. Links are posted on my website. I'm answering your request for in-home wine tastings here in South Florida and setting up my schedule for, for them in, as time permits. Keep your requests coming. Next week, May 9th, I will have on, if you are real Housewives fan, I will have on Tamara uh, Barney and Vicki Gumbelson of the OC. So if you are a fan of that show, Bravo's uh, a major rate Real Housewives franchise, then you definitely want to be tuning in. That's the show for today. I want to thank everyone who listened in, called in, emailed questions. I want to especially thank my guest, Dave Stewart, for coming on tonight. If you have any questions about the show, you can email them to info at studentwineguru.com. You can also go to my website as well at www.studentwineguru.com and click the link for all my wine articles, videos, and to listen to archive wine talk shows. As I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stu the Wine Guru. Drink up, good wine, and good night. <laughs>